Hey listener, this is Ralph from Beer, Blood, and the Bayou, reminding you that if you love our podcast, please rate and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Classmates.com, or wherever you consume our show. We also want to remind you that if you have any questions, comments, or would like to unload on our latest podcast, please call us at 405-806-0476 or write us at listener at beerbloodbayou.com. Thanks. Beer, Blood, and the Bayou contains adult language, graphic descriptions of delicious hop treats, and real crimes perpetrated in and around the greater Houston metropolitan area. Viewer discretion is advised. Bitches. Okay, like I was saying, the uh, t- two examples on the way here today. As a matter of fact, Ra- Ra- uh, okay, Ralph just walked in here. Let me explain to you. What you yeah, doing. what are you talking about? All right, so this is good. I pretty much have figured out. There's gonna. I, I figured out how I'm gonna die. I've narrowed it down to two different ways how I'm gonna die. Have you guys figured out how you're gonna die yet? Oh, I know exactly. Uh, how, do you, do you, would you like to share? Go ahead. Well, um, it's not. I don't really, really want to share the exact details, but I'll tell you how I found out. I was at the uh, Renaissance last weekend for the closing weekend, and I figured I want to get my uh, palm read. And I have never done it before, and I was—I don't know—it it wasn't what I thought. I walked up to what I thought was going to be a palm reader, and it was a lady. Uh, yelling to her daughter on her iPhone behind like a curtain, and this was going—I didn't know this at the time—but this was going to be the lady that was going to read my palm. I just always—I guess what I'm saying is I always thought tarot, you know, tarot card readers and palm readers—you're going to get this lady with like one completely foggy eye, like reading the bones yeah. and like super wrinkly and just it's kind of scary looking. Oh, no, not at all. No, no, no. I, I've had my uh, palm read before. I'm- no, sorry. How, well, what did she say? How are you going to die? I don't. I don't want to go into it. It was. Uh, are you? Are you? You're actually, dead serious. I didn't, I didn't ask the exact time frame, but she just said it would not be tragic. That but. is so full of shit, dude. I mean, like that—that's the whole reason why you even go. Yeah, but they're not going to nail well, you don't, it down to a month and a day or anything. I mean, but it sounds like she has like specifics. This was not one of their better ones. I think she, like I said, was well, on her was iPhone five minutes before. Was this one of those budget tarot card readers? Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, she read your like deck of cards. I don't even know if she worked uh, there. She was no, just walking by. I, I am pretty sure I have narrowed down to the way. There's two different ways that I'm. I haven't, haven't figured it out yet. Okay, here's how. I'm, here's how I think it's going to happen. It's pretty simple ways. Number one, I think I'm going to be hit um, in a car by someone texting. It, it happened to me twice on the way down here. Yeah, you got hit. Uh, no, drifting into my lane, and I was like. Uh, it is uh, wildly frustrating. I, I have like this paranoia that people are constantly drifting into my lane, and of course, when it happens in front of me, it makes me totally believe it. So that's the one way. That's one way. I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. There's the other way that I think that I might die, which is uh, I'm going to be walking down a flight of stairs, and my dog is going to run in between my legs, and I'm going to trip over and face plant on the tile floor at uh, the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty sure that's uh, that's another way because that's, hap- that's almost happened several times. Um, I, I have two dogs that are all very that are small-ish, and uh, as soon as you go up or down the stairs, here they come running in between your legs on the steps. 
and uh, you know, uh, peril be damned. So, Ralph, how, how do you think you're going to die? Uh, if I'm being honest, probably some slow cancerous death, um, or that or dick cancer. I probably get cancer of the dick, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, probably. No, I'm dead serious. I mean, but, I think that's how I'm going to go. Would you want to die slowly in a hospital surrounded by all your family? No. Fuck no. I mean, Pr- prancer. I, I, it's called prancer. Yeah, I don't. I don't Penis want cancer. I don't want to, but I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, and I, I don't. Mean, I don't. I. I feel like most of my time is spent just sitting around waiting to get cancer. Uh, have you stood around somebody and watched them die? Uh, yes, I have. I, yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, this podcast is getting dark. Yeah, it well, is. No, it, I, no, it's horrible. It's a horrible thing. It's horrible, and, and I've had to do it a couple of times. Yeah, and never has it been fun. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the, the worst part is is. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, is this what they want? Yeah, or is this this is what's happening to them? I don't know. Oh, uh, well, maybe that's why you're supposed to do the, the you know the whole living will thing. Like you're supposed to okay you know, specifically. That's right. In, in some way or shape or form, at least in the email. Well, like, even even a DNR is the same thing. Yeah, you know, you're, right? Exactly. You're sitting, there, sitting there waiting to die. Oh, uh, I read an article uh, just the other day about how um, people still have recognition uh, w- uh, seconds. Uh, for a substantial amount of time after their heart stops. Oh, I read that too. Yeah, yeah. So you know you're dying. You are watching the walls close in on you. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I don't really want to go down this road. That to is see fucking. No, that, that is right fucking now. terrifying. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you another thing. What I, the last couple of nights, I don't know what it is, but like I woke up like in the middle of the night, and I just uh, sit there and think about. Um, all the horrible things are going to happen, like death and how I'm going to die, my family dying, loved ones dying. I just sit there <laughs> and I just work myself into this fucking horrible, horrible mindset, and I can't get out of it. You, you ever do the, the ever do the math on your kids and you say, okay, here I am, I'm this old. Um, how am I gonna? I, I'm gonna be like sixty before my kids are like yeah old enough to have kids or whatever. Oh, I remember when my uh, dad would come see me in college. He was damn near like. Uh, an extra for the movie Cocoon 2. He looked like he was like <laughs> 98 years old when I was in college because he had me. Actually, he had me when he was 33, and I'm ahead of that game on uh, yeah. my situation. Yeah, 50 is a new 30, right? I, I guess so. I'm I mean, hope that's what I'm hoping for. 40, 40 is the new 40 is new 21. Okay, hey, this should make you feel old. Guess how old Marlon Brando was when he filmed The Godfather. Uh, I thought he was like in his 50s, right? Okay, you say 50s. I think he was in his 30s, if I'm not mistaken. 47. Was he really? 47. I mean, just one or two years older than Give James. us someone else that we can guess their age. Yeah, exactly. I, I, no, I like this game. No, this no. Game. What I'm saying is is that, I mean, 47, that's only like a couple years younger than Jaim's. And, I mean, <laughs> not true. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, a, that's Marlon Brando over here. Yeah, but I, 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 I've actually always placed both of them. Marlon, Godfather, Marlon Brando, age, and James both in the same category, so it's no surprise here. So, yeah, and you know, who Captain Steubing was in <laughs> Love Boat. Captain Steubing. Captain Steubing. I yeah. never, I never watched. Well, I, I, I have faint memories of watching the Love Boat, but I don't. Have, the I don't only have, guy that greeted people, not the yes, yeah, yeah. He was in his mid fifties. Yeah, no wow. actual recollection of characters' names or the plots or uh, tattoo. I mean, I knew tattoo. Fantasy Island, buddy. Oh, oh, is that Fantasy Island? Yeah. Speaking of tattoos, right, wait, wait, wait hold on, stop for a second. I thought their two were related, or their one's a spinoff of the other, or something. I'm not sure, but I think they came on one right after the other. Okay. Fantasy oh. Island was the hedonism one, right? I don't know what the uh, fuck is Fantasy it, Island. It was the it had um, uh, Ricardo Montalban. What? what? Ricardo Montalban. Who is that? 
How do you know that? No kidding. How do you not know that? I don't know, because I never watched Fantasy Island. Hello, he was in uh, the third Planet of the Apes. Which one? The the, 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 the latest one, the remakes? No, the old one. Oh, the old one. Is he the topless guy you have a photo of on your speedometer in your car? Uh, With Charlton Heston. Yes, I have that one, and uh, no, Ricardo Montalban. Uh, he uh, he plays the the host of this island, and they, him and Tattoo go out there and greet people. Have you watched the doc, the the movie Hervé Villachez or uh, My Dinner with Hervé? I heard about it. Oh. Wait 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 wait. Hold on. Is that now? There's there's one that has uh, the guy from Game of Thrones. What's his name? Dinklage, right? Dinklage. Yeah. Dinklage who pe- plays that's him, right? Him. Yeah. So that's the name of the movie. Or uh, I thought my, it was a do- my Dinner with Hervé. Hervé. Oh, okay. So that's that's not a docudrama. No, no it is a docudrama. No, no, well, it's based on events, but it's a, it's a movie. It's oh, pretty okay. good. It's okay. really really good. Uh, I think uh, Jimmy Kimmel has a tattoo of tattoo. Does uh, he? Yeah, he has a tattoo of her. Which is brilliant, by the way. Yeah, I know. God, what a great idea. So, but uh, yeah, cool. so uh, Fantasy Island was a was a pretty great show. Didn't know anything about Fantasy Island. Don't know anything about it at all. Yeah, I don't really remember watching too much of it. I just remember the you know the plane, the plane. So. Before we go off too far into eighties TV. Back to the late seventies, <laughs> early texting. 80s. Thank I, you. I'm not afraid of someone killing me. While they're texting, I'm afraid of being the person that kills someone while I'm texting, and then I get knocked out or unconscious, and they find my phone, and it's inevitably not going to be something cool. I'm they're going to do, yeah, they'll do data forensics. I know, but it, it's not going to be like, oh, I'm going, I'm on the way to get my lottery ticket in Austin. I won ten million. It's going to be something like you're on your way to work. Uh, you're just a fucking ass. And then I'm trying to find the yeah. emoji for a donkey, and, <laughs> and then I kill like a family of ten, and it, it's going to be something ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's hey, that's a morbid list right the, there. What's that? Uh, the Text messages of uh, text killers. God, I bet you it's out there. Yeah, yeah, just a list of the things people were texting. Like, what I uh, on my way. There was a commercial about that. There was someone that killed a oh yeah the family, and he had to. It was on the commercial. He survived, and he put like the beginning of the commercial was, "I'll see you at the party" or something. Actually, no, 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 no. What it was? It was a commercial of uh, of teen texters driving, and they said, "Hey, I'm about to," and like it cuts off, and it's all creepy because they never got a chance to finish their. They actually sent it, but like as they were crashing right. or whatever, right? But you know, my whole thing is like, that's probably I don't want to say I I do I'm guilty of texting and driving. I think like you know everybody is, um, but I don't want to just come out and say like that's I'm going to be the one who's going to cause the accident. Well, I mean, I'm not promoting it, and I my phone I, it has that thing where it cuts off when you're driving. Oh, it does. What? Does it really? Oh, it sends a message that I'm... Yeah, y'all are always trying to blow me up, and it should be getting... Oh, get so, yeah, yeah, that's right, because I, I get it. You're right. I get a message that says, hey, I can't talk right now. I'm driving. Yeah, and oh. I, it also does that when I'm working out, so you probably it's probably more me working out than driving. <laughs> I don't, I've never got that message from your phone. I, I've never got that message. I'll have you blocked. Oh, there it is. Hey, quite question, though. Mm-hmm. Like, But one of the things I want to know is, how do they forensically link like a, com- a certain text message to... When it, like when a crash happens, right? It'd be the, the last one. Yeah, the last. I know. So there's the last one, right? But like, let's say like you're like mid like keyboard, and let's say you, you think someone flies out of a car and they grab their phone. They're like, I'm still gonna make the part. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, save me a seat. Like, well, what if like you're like, how do they definitively know? I, I mean, like exactly what time the car crashed. Oh yeah, like what if you're maybe in the maybe of, you're like, typing some really really long soliloquy text message or something, like, or you're you're doing something else on your phone. Like, how can they? I just know that they do it. I've heard. I've heard cases where they do it all the time, and they're constantly doing. You this. can check a text message like you can check pinging from a a no, I, tower. I know about read receipts and all that sort of thing. I guess maybe they just have a way to do it. Yeah, everything's. I mean, I'm no important. no forensic text messenger. Are you concerned? Digger up person for 
You were you in an accident? You want to talk? about No, it? I wasn't in an accident. No, I just I was just curious. I just wanted to maybe talk about it a little bit. Check your timestamps. No, that's okay. Okay. Well, this is all very interesting. It's good. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll just go ahead and do introductions real quick. So this mm-hmm. is this is beer, blood, and the Bayou. Um, we are live again here in Houston, Texas, for one um, more show, and then you're back on the road. Right? That's right. I'm back on the road for two weeks, and then that's my last Alaskan trip, and then I'm here forever, and we'll be here together forever. Across from me is Mr. Josh James, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, I'm here. It's brief and I'm here. Yeah, not not very happy about. It. And then to the left of me is Mr. Brower. Hey, everybody, everybody, back yeah. here. Hey, I just want to tell you, I am skipping Texan the Texans game tonight to be here. We are. Just, That's right. We are recording we on Monday. We are not. I am skipping tickets for this game. Oh, are you really? I told you in a text message. I said I have uh, I have a uh, someone. I said they have tickets to the game, and I said I uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come to this stupid podcast. Holy shit! I did not know that. Yeah, it was in the message. Wow. No, I beat the game. I, I, okay. I thought maybe you just meant that it's worth missing the Texans game, like to watch on TV. Fuck. Because no. God, they're on a fucking hot streak, dude. Can we, put it on? Can we put it on in here. Put what on the game? I guess we could. And what TV? Can well, we mute just your mic? And well, actually, we have. Why watch the game? We actually have the ability to to hook up a uh, hook up a TV right here. Always bright. And uh, no, we no we do. And then we can just. He's flip. a plug bragger. No, we can't. And then we can just go ahead and you know, I guess turn it on. But we're not going to do that right now because that's not what we do. Anyhow, okay. Well, so let's, let's get to the beer section. That way we can watch it. Well, no, let's talk about our weekends first. Oh man! Come on, let's talk about our weekends. You guys want to do it? Uh, took the kids to Renfest. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah. And wait a minute. Wait. 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 You were at Renfest. He was right. at Renfest. Were you guys together? Uh, well, we were there he for read my palm. five hours before he showed up there. Five hours. He he was sleeping in his camper, and uh, uh, myself, Down by a river. my family, and three other families were with us, and uh, Mr. Jaims decided to take his sweet-ass time and not come out to meet us until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. We were there at opening at 9. Wow, that's really impressive. How I roll. Any, uh, any nudity? No. No? Brower? Nudity? I didn't see anything. I, I looked. Yeah? Didn't see any. What about through the chain mail? It's every now and then I get a little nip through the chain mail. That's pretty rare or, these days. You don't see that anymore? I don't think so. Lots, of co- lots more covering up. People are more... It's pretty conservative out there. Interesting. I think they'll tell you to put something on, like a piece of plate armor. Oh, re- <laughs> Will they really, cover? though? I don't know. Like they, they, you, can't, you can't be um, as provocative as you could back in the... Pretty much. And that's what I've gathered. It's used. I mean, at, back in the high school days, it would be, I mean, chainmail and thongs walking around. But now it seems a lot more conservative, more family oriented, right? What about naked Jenga still going on? That's the rumor. Is it? But you don't know. Don't know. You don't know. Don't ask. Don't tell. Type of sort of thing. Don't if know. if you talk, it's like Fight Club. Like if you talk about it, you can't yes. go to it. Yeah. Interesting. And I remember, like, there was a couple of times where I went out there, and there was just some. Crazy like S and M shit, like people like hanging from. Oh, actually, it's not S and M anymore. They call it BDSM. Want to be like very, very correct. Want to be sexually correct for all the inclusive for all the deviants out there. But um, but yeah, like people, they would like you know hang from trees and be in these weird fucking Japanese rope positions, and they're like 
screaming in agony, but yet are enjoying like all this pleasure? Am I going to? Well, I think I think you, far, yeah. you have a, a, a the nude beach thought about what the Renaissance Festival is. Oh, do, like, oh enlighten me. It's like uh, I, 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 I want to go to the nude beach. Yeah, you know, I want to see nudity. Mm-hmm. But then you get there, and it's a bunch of other dudes like you looking for nudity, right? And, and then, then, and and then you take your drawers off, and it's like a baby bird in a nest, and they're like, <laughs> "Look at this guy." And then also, I guess it's a lot of the nudity that you do see, it's not the nudity that you want to see, right? If you Google the photos of the Renaissance, Texas Renaissance Festival online, not, I mean, the, the photos that they're taking out there, it's not usually, I, I don't know, they're, they're not very selective on who they're taking pictures of. It's, it's just anybody and everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not. Uh, are, like, are you trying to say they should only put the beautiful people on their, no, on their website? No, I'm not. I'm just saying. If you're going to take photos at the medieval NASCAR we have here in town, <laughs> then they better be a couple of good ones on there. Okay, so the well, ones I, and I twos think, are showing up, and then the well, eights and tens aren't. I, I think they're trying to show that this is a place for all people, Josh. Right, and it's diverse, Joshua. Yeah, you're right. Huh. So, but uh, all in all, Renfest was great. Kids loved it. My kids, uh, my six-year-old twins, hung in there for about seven hours, which is pretty impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah, and they didn't want to leave. Actually, they were, they had a really really good time. Wow. So. Hey, and then you were also telling me about there was some brewery out there, right? Brigadoon. Brigadoon. Yes. Did not know it existed. It's been there ten years. Never so, saw it. do you know what kind? And I and so you guys were mentioning this to me earlier. I'd you never know, heard I of them before in my life. I tried one. They were giving out a flight when I was there, and I tried one of them, but I forgot what it was. I told them I wanted. Um, something close to Santos and she's like, yeah, I got it right. Oh my God. It strikes God. again. Him Santos. and Santos. I'll have a Santos, please. He loves yes. his Santos. I I'm so, S. I'm so Santos. cultured. I want a Santos. Yeah. <laughs> so well, when I asked for it, she's like, she turned around. She's like, oh, we got a pro. He wants, he's, he knows his beer. <laughs> this guy, he's like a sommelier, but yeah. for beer. Yeah. Um, it's it was called- good though. But yeah, they're out of Ciceron actually is what it's called. They have like that's a small year for beer. Ciceron? Ciceron, yeah. Yeah. Like you go through training and all that. A lot of people wow, think it's a you joke. Know what? Though. I, it is a joke because yeah. it, it's a joke. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like different levels and uh, okay. people make fun of them. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay. well, Scientology. Scientology's got different. One of the questions. So, so did they did you ask them about the podcast? Did they maybe hear of our podcast? Uh, you, uh yes. They you heard of your blog, but not the podcast. Are oh. you are you part of the Sea Org? Wait, what? Are you part of the Sea Org? What's a Sea Org? What's that? The, the Scientology, man, the levels. Aren't you part of oh. the Cicerone? Cicerone. Cicerone? No, I'm not. I'm not, oh. a, I'm not a trained Cicerone, no. Oh. I just no, drink no beer. No levels? No. You have to pay to be a part of that? I don't know. Like, I, yeah, you do. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole certification thing, do. yeah. And then, to like, a lot a, of beer bars, a lot of, like, the, you know, beer bars, fancy beer bars, they just, you know, they want people to be educated. And, like, where? Is there a place like that in Houston? I don't know. Like, I, I, I do know, like, for example, like, you know, some of the newer places. Um, oh, they, 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 fucking they, they like to brag that their servers are all Cicerone trained and all oh, that. Oh, fuck. So it must bullshit. be a quick training process. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not difficult. I yeah, can you're not you. training your fucking yeah. servers, you idiots. You I would say, I would say if you have a pretty much common, I would say you guys could probably skirt by with it, maybe like a C plus. On Cicerone, It'll just really? with the general knowledge you have, or would maybe, you, would you ever, maybe not. Would you ever put that on a resume? Um, some people do. It's a you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a good selling point. You know, like Holloman Draft Hall, for example. It's like this really the guys who did Wooster's Garden. Um, I know they have a couple of they really they're really heavily invested in the whole Cicerone thing, and that's a big deal to them. But well, that's cool. So they didn't hear the podcast. They heard of I Fear No Beer. That's kind of cool, I guess. I mean, I wasn't going to tell you because I figured you would get super big head about it. 
Oh, you didn't want to say anything. Yeah, but oh. I did. So, but yeah, I mean, they. Wait, you mean you mean they, they didn't hear about the podcast, but they heard about his little um, little uh, Instagram profile. That's yeah, my correct. little Instagram profile. That's correct. That's but, called uh, a beer block. That was but... one of the servers, by the way, not the owner. The owner was too busy slinging his lights of beers. Oh, okay. But I talked to his wife, the owner's wife, and she said that we should try one of her beers on the podcast, and we should go out to the brewery they have in Pasadena, which is supposedly pretty small. By all accounts, never even heard of it. I don't know. Well, they've been they've supposedly they've been providing craft beer for ten years at the Renaissance, and they decided to go off and start their own place, a brewery to go to. Yeah, around. that's really fucking weird, man. I've yeah. never ever heard of them, but yeah, they had a uh, mead brewery there too. Uh, well, they make their own mead at the Renaissance. Yeah, they yeah, because they, they had a sample thing. That's why anyway. there's so many bees around there. They actually brew it like near the site. Oh, no fucking shit. There was, uh, I thought there was just one bee that followed me around the whole fucking lots, day. Lots of bees. I was, you thought they were uh, filming a bee movie or something? I, no, because that was a cartoon. Bees. But I thought that, um, I, that, that Roger they, Rabbit. just one, one, bee <laughs> mo- one bee around me all day. Uh, that, that, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Brow- it makes a heck of a lot more sense than you saying one bee followed you around for I, seven hours. I know. That's a smart-ass uh, bee. Yeah, I know. So, I, uh, well, Brower got nice and day drunk on Saturday. Ooh. Yeah. Good cracked, for you. Cracked his first beer at 9.30 a.m. What were you drinking? Um, nope. I, it's a, talk uh, about it. Ooh, it's a it's very fine, uh, fine, um, ooh, it's very, very fruity-noted uh, Michelob Ultra. <laughs> It, it, I was I had planned on drinking about twelve or fourteen of those things. Yeah. So I needed to make sure that I was going to leave plenty of room. Well, good for you, man. Well, his, in his defense, there's no craft beer besides this Brigadoon place, with the exception of, I mean, they have Carbot now because yeah, of Budweiser. But I, I, I could get a Guinness out there. That's typically what I drink. Oh, they have Shiner. Thing. Okay, they have Shiner. They have Shiner. I, yeah. I, I typically yeah, when I'm out there, they have Guinness. That's, usually that's why I still think you're wrong. About just, what? Wrong about what? You mean to tell me that Miller Lite and Bud Light, these big distributors? Go to places like this and give them all their beer, and then lonely, though big, Shiner is a separate entity that gives them. Well, their- Shiner is not exactly sh- small, so they're owned by Gimbriness, who's like they're still independent craft, but they're they got they got some pretty good pull. Now they don't have like AB and Bev Miller Coors pull, but they still have some pull. Hmm. So, at what point does an independent brewer no longer become independent um, and, an, and an independent woman? Yeah. Uh, so when they're sold to a company that's not in what if brewery. what if just hear me out okay what if they start selling beer yeah and it's really good yeah and they sell a lot of it and then they sell a lot more that's okay and they get there's nothing wrong with it they get they get Sam Adams dude I'll, yeah I'll drink yeah I'll drink Sam Adams yeah so uh, do they are they Boston still beer in, company are they still huge. independent yeah they're still independent well why isn't uh, AB InBev not independent uh, because they are owned by a multinational conglomerate. Well, I mean, eventually everyone becomes a multinational conglomerate. Right? Well, I mean, so isn't that the goal of everyone? No, I mean, every so time you start build a business, business, it's, 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 sell a business. It, it, I don't, we, we don't need to get into this right now. But so the the biggest thing well, about this could be the beer section. No, right we're now. not. Well, no, I just just I'm, real quick. I'm, 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 asking, I'm, I'm asking. I'm going to tell you. I'm asking you to define your snobbery. Yeah. So the snobbery really starts, and I'll tell this to anybody. Okay, is really is when they start the anti-competitive behavior. Okay, so you remember earlier we were talking about lobbyists. Right, so AB InBev actively lobbies against small independent craft breweries on a local and on a federal level, and so that's where I draw the line. So that's the biggest thing for me. Well, you draw the line because that cuts into their business. They they had a business that they that AB InBev yeah the, the, they have these distribution laws for a reason, and they have uh, which were set up by them. 
Well, they were set up by somebody. Set up by them and lobbied heavily, so they have well, no, preferential treatment. They, I'm sure they did not set up completely themselves, right? I mean, there there are rules and, and guidelines restricting the distribution of alcohol. Actively so, lobbied. Yeah, okay. For hundreds of years. Not hundreds of years, but hundreds Ralph of years. Ralph hated when Walmart came in town, too. Yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, Shut down the small guy. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you, don't, you don't want to support small businesses? <laughs> Uh, you, you know who says smart, uh, support small businesses? People want sm- small businesses. Mm. Yeah, uh, 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 people work at big businesses. You, yeah. you work for a gigantic multinational company. Okay. So, I mean, what the fuck are you talking about, support small businesses? I can't talk about my work. I but... don't think Zone de Erotica is that big. <laughs> <laughs> it's nationwide. Um, anyhow. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to go ahead and cut it off. Mm-hmm. Brower won the argument. He won? He won. Every time. Every time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got we got some beer coming up. We got some really tasty, good independent beer coming right your way. Boom! Are you guys excited? Yes. All right. We will be right back. They're not independent. They're just waiting to get sold after this. Sold eventually. I mean. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Man, I hope you boys are thirsty because I brought something you may like. Yeah? Like, what'd you bring? Well, okay. So, uh, I was in the beer aisle the other day, and uh, I'm not going to lie. So, this beer caught my eye specifically because of the label. Now, look at the label. What do you see? I see a blonde woman that... Looks strangely like Mary Kay Letourneau. Wait, what? Who? Do, I, do you guys remember Mary Kay Letourneau? Of course. Okay, she was the... Uh, was she one of the twins on the Olsons? Close. <laughs> uh, no, this is Mary Kay Letourneau. Uh, she's a French woman. And, mm-hmm. uh, no, she... Uh, no, she wasn't French. No, she's a makeup salesperson. Uh, oh, Mary Kay Cosmetic. Uh, now you got the joke. Um, so... Uh no, she was the the person the the woman that really got the ball rolling on all these kids banging their teachers. Oh yeah, uh y'all remember? I mean, it's probably like the mid nineties, and she was this like thirty nine year old mother of three teacher was sleeping with her twelve year old student, Vili Falau. I love Vili Falau. And I remember I, I recently read an article that they're back together. Really? Yeah. No, no. I actually I heard that. I heard that they they never they've been a, they've been together this whole time. They had kids. Oh, you think they was like a, a publicity ploy? It probably no, was. No, no. I, I th- heard he became a professor and she was the student and started <laughs> sleeping with him in college. Uh, that would be awesome. But I think that he God, would was be a, amazing. I think he was a substance abuser for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, I thought they made they made it work though. They actually like after they she did. was done with a lot of prison stints. Yeah, and she everything. got out of prison. They stayed together. They had two kids together. I want to say that they're still together, but they were broken up and they recently got back together. Oh, okay. So, but no, that's good for them. I mean, they do have kids together, and uh, you know, Mary Kay threw away an entire know? other life for this. Was this on? Classmates.com, how did you get this uh, alert? Well, no, uh, Billy, uh, we were texting back and forth this morning, and he was telling me all about it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just read an article. Okay. I, do, I do a lot of research. Uh, speaking of which, uh, th- I'm sure this subject's been beat to death, um, but the amount of teachers, I mean, every, every other week at least, I'd say, 
Texas eight comes up uh, on from some school that's been sleeping with a thirteen year old. You know, I, you know, have have you noticed that? Well, yeah, I, I know that. So Barstool, you know, they used to have. Oh, they rank them. Well, yeah, right. they would rank them. They would, you know, they they would go through the front and the end, and like they would. Did I see that too? <laughs> yeah. I was scratching my thigh. No, thigh. the back of my thigh. Your the, left uh, wrist the, was entirely in the back of your boxer. It, your, I was. Your wrist was like that is uh, the that is the highest part of your thigh could ever be. If that was your thigh. Anyhow, back to sexual predators. We're gonna open that beer for you. So, okay. So but, no, no, hold on. No, no, so but but Barstool used to Barstool used to rank them. They don't rank them anymore because there's so fucking many. That's the only point I wanted to make. Okay, go. Well, uh, a lot of these women are, are attractive, and, uh, and you have to wonder, what in the world are they seeing in these uh, 13-year-olds? And I want to know how bad it is at home for them to like leave their fucking brooding husband for some 13-year-old. God, could you imagine that? You, 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 like, yeah, imagine being the man. How, how, how about you course. drive home, you're driving home, and you're pulling your driveway, and there's like reporters outside snapping yeah. pictures and like, Sir! Sir, um, uh, Mr. Sweetwater, uh, <laughs> um, tell us about your wife. What's going on? Your, yeah. Your, your teacher wife, she was busted, blah, blah, blah. I mean, how do you even go on? I don't know. I, I, it's like, how shitty is your fucking life? Or you come home every day for like six months, and there's always a kid like playing hacky sack in your front yard. <laughs> and you're like, why does this kid always do this in my yard? You don't oh, or, oh, I bet you, because th- that was a story here, too, because uh, Mary Kay was like, Really close to Villy. She was in a hacky sack? That, and <laughs> she was really close to Villy and, like, helped him when he was, I think she knew him when he was like, eight years old and, like, knew him as a third grader. And, oh. uh, well, I, yeah, I think she waited till he was 12. I mean, come on. She's, yeah. she's a lady, guys. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, oh. she was over at his, he was over at her house all the time. And, like, her, I'm sure her dad. Uh, don't give it back to his, oh. oh, don't touch it with your gross hand. Use the other hand, please. Jesus. Okay, anyhow, so we're going to go ahead and... Uh... But anyway, could you imagine this kid being at your house, and then you find out that he's been banging your wife? Yeah, kids, this don't kid. sleep with your teachers. Go on, open that beer. Or okay. if you do, keep your fucking mouth shut. Are we done? Mm-hmm. I mean, this has absolutely nothing to... No, I'm just... has nothing to do with... I know, but you section. just turned the that, beer. Oh. That raw beer... Sorry, sorry, so this is... Yeah, so so back to my initial descriptor. So I was I was at the grocery store... I was getting a pork butt. I wanted to smoke some meats. I was looking for a very, very light, crisp beer. This label mm-hmm. called for me from the beer aisle. I was at HEB. I saw it, and I realized it actually never had a RAR and Sons uh, beer before. And so it just actually happens that RAR and Sons, uh, the rep here in Houston, uh, is a member of our 1031 uh, Brethren podcast. What? Cassie. You know Cassie from 1031? Yeah. Yeah, so she's the rep for Rar and Sons here, and uh, oh, yeah, okay. did you guys know that? No, no, no. Well, now you wait, know. wait. They let chicks do that job. That's really fucked up. I'm just teasing. Jesus They're actually Christ, really Brower. good at it. No, yeah, that's really fucked up. Um, probably gonna cut that part. Oh, Anyhow, why is a joke? All right, I didn't, so... I didn't get a second date because of that beer. <laughs> Rar, you want to know why? Why? I went on a blind date with a girl, and I was trying to be cool and asked the. Waitress, if she would recommend a nice crap beer, and she's like, "Oh, rawr. and I'm like, "Why are you being a bitch?" It's <laughs> like, "No, that's what it is." And the girl was that like, is... "Why'd you call her a bitch?" And she calls this big fight. That is the but worst. she accidented inc- she incorrectly accidented rawr rawr. Oh. She goes, "Oh, rawr!" Like roar, like it's spelled R A H R. That is a fucking terrible joke. 
So it's Raj Bond. Wait, uh, where is this from? What? What? what Raj Bond, Hellas Lager. Okay, Listener liked it. So, uh, so it's five point, uh, five point zero percent alcohol by volume. Um, so it's bright, crisp, light body with a mild, clean finish. Subtle malt complexity. Um, born from 170 years of raw heritage. I'm just reading right off the canyon. Yeah, I know shit. Yeah. So anyhow, but uh, the bottom line is. I, I I drank it, and as soon as I drank it, I immediately uh, sent a DM to Cassie and said, "Hey, this is a fucking awesome beer. I really really like this." I've never read. Here's another dick pic, and this yeah. is a great beer. What a f- God, shut the I've fuck never up. read the story on a beer. I never finished a beer and been like, "I'm gonna get back story of this beer. This is really? damn good. It's really good. What's this all about? No, yeah. so it's fucking. I didn't know they write that on dude, beers. The pr- it's a perfect malt profile, perfect hop aroma." It's a really, really good aroma. So the the thing is about the you know these lighter beers is that you know in IPAs and a lot of more of these more complex beers, mm-hmm. like you can you can hide imperfections like all day long. But when something like a Hellas or a Lager or something of that nature, you know you really have to fucking nail it because if you don't, you know the, those imperfections they just shine right through, right? So anyhow, so I'm gonna go ahead and pour it mm-hmm. with the opposite hand. Okay, oh, thank God. Yeah. That's enough for Josh. Maybe you just want a little bit for our- Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm going to go ahead. Ugh. So what? Uh, where? Oh, so what I, city, I, what so city I, is this? Is I, oh yeah, this th- yeah. So Arden Sons is actually out of Fort Worth. Uh-huh. I think they've been around since 2004. Um, so I bought a six pack of this. Actually, mowed through five of them yesterday doing um, barbecuing yesterday, but it was really. Really, really fucking. It was kind of hot yesterday, you know. So on hot days, you kind of want. It was cold yesterday. Yeah. I know. No, it was cold in the evening. It started it got cold. cold in the afternoon. It started getting cold towards the evening. Completely lying to us. I'm not lying to you. you. Okay. Fuck you guys. Okay. So let's hold it up. So what kind of color do you see? Mm. Looks very clear. So very, very golden. golden like yep, uh, you can see through. Like like Miller High Life. Lots of clarity. Of. Little little bit of head. Right. Apple little bit juice. Of head. No, okay. no head at all. Let's actually. do a smell real quick. Mm. Kind of mm. fruity, right? Get that fruity smell. Mm-hmm. Smells like yep. baby food. All right, uh, let's do uh, let's do quick cheers. That's good. What do you think? Nah, I mean, not not a lot, not a lot to go over there. Not much. You don't like it? Not a lot happening there. You're not a fan. Uh, I mean, it I'm just not, tastes uh, like every other. Well, beer I'll tell you what, I don't hate it. You don't hate it? Okay. I really fucking like this beer a lot. This is I a, definitely a hot beer. A so hot I, I mean, and the whole reason why I even brought the table is I figured you would fucking love it, and I'm surprised that well, you're, not, no, it, it, you're not fawning over this. His like, palate's getting really sensitive. Yeah, I guess well, so. It, it just it it tastes like I don't know. It doesn't have like a like a hard beer flavor like sometimes I like. Yeah. Um, it just has like a a nothing. It, it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, if you serve this to me, it, it, I, I'm drinking it. You I know. just figured, so the, the reason why I even brought it to the table I like it because it has just a tiny little bit of hop aroma, tiny little bit of hop mm. flavor. It's not crazy overwhelming. I had a lot of Hellas beers where it is like, okay, I get it. It's a fucking Hellas. It's a craft beer. And they really overdo it. I just thought very, very light on the touch. Very clean finish. I thought you'd fucking love it. I can't read your mind. I fucking give up. I can't win. I just told you I don't hate it. And, and that's, really, that's really good for Brower. Okay, I, I I don't know. I I, I fucking hey, let me tell you something. I just want you to know, I fucking love this beer. Okay, all right, good. That's it. But it's a, it's okay. 
And they're uh they're owned by the Bearded Fox. Oh, now you're talking. Oh, now he's listening. <laughs> oh, this is good. Hey, Amen. that's not fair, guys. Okay, cool. All right, so that's it. So that's for Arden Sons, Blonde. I like it. Uh, Hellas Lager. You can pick it up at HUB. I'm not sure where else. I did not know it was considered a craft beer, though, so. Yeah, it's definitely craft beer. Yeah, so. All right, anything else before we, so, uh, so Josh James, you, uh, you ready to bring out some bloodlust? I'm bringing out an oldie. Okay. Oh, no, oldie. I didn't have a lot of time to research because of the festive holiday week and weekend. So I, I didn't dial it in, but I definitely didn't do my typical okay. phone it in. So you're going to six phone hours. Of, dial it in. You've done that too, by the way. You, hey, if you dial it in, that means you, you, you got it down pat. You, you focus. You phone it in means you just kind of barely did it. Did you know when someone says, I'm going to give it my old college try, that really means you're going to do like a half ass job? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what you do in college. So I'm just stupid. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> You're not know. stupid. You're just uninformed, of, yeah. I guess. Um, but no, that's okay. So you're going you're gonna to wing it a little bit, and we respect that. Um, and I, I can't wait. I'm excited. So. Not prepared at all. Let's do it. You're not prepared, really? I'm joking. Are you just, really? You'll see. Okay, cool. All right. We will be right back after this. Your beer sucks. And we're back. We're back. This next case took place in 1994, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I'm just joking. So we're going to go all the way back to February 3rd, 1998, which uh, I was in college then. I'm assuming y'all were as well. I was in high school. That's right beside you. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm way yeah. younger than all of you guys. Well, this day in time, George W. Bush was still governor of Texas. Really? And as hundreds of protesters and reporters around the world were gathered in Huntsville, Texas, at the Walls Unit, which is the execution chamber, uh, they were there due to the fact that the first woman was about to be executed since, in Texas since the Civil War. And her name was Carla Faye Tucker, 38 years old. And y'all remember this? I was there. Of course. That's right. You were there. That's right. Pro- to help him protest. So this is a pretty popular story, but I wanted to rekindle it because it's interesting and it brings up some topics that need to be discussed at some point. But anyway, in 1983, uh, Carla Faye Tucker and her then lover, Daniel Garrett, uh, carried out uh, an attack on Deborah Thornton and Jerry Lean- Lynn Dean. And it was only because Tucker had held a grudge against Dean for once parking his leaking motorcycle in her living room, and it destroyed the only picture she had left of herself and her mother. All right, can we stop right there? I just I want to talk real quick about the motorcycle in a living room. Yeah. Have you guys ever lived in an area where that is, or in a house, an apartment, where that's a thing, where people park? motorcycles inside the home oh yeah i, I had a uh, i knew a guy well i knew a family uh back when i lived in i was living in louisiana uh as a kid in my grandmother's neighborhood uh there was a family that lived down the street I don't know how they got the house but 
um, the dad worked for BFI, and uh, he's an old Cajun guy with a, one of his, one of, just one, one of his front teeth missing. All of the rest of his teeth are perfectly white and perfectly straight. Just one of his front <laughs> teeth were missing. And it's very strange. But uh, in their front, in the head, this was a house that had a converted garage. So they had two living rooms. And in the front living room, when you walked in the front door, they would, they would park his motorcycle in there from time to time. And then mm. every once in a while, you walk in there and then all his furniture would be in there. I was like, well, what is all this? Oh, we found it. He found like, is a dump. He's a garbage man. So they would routinely find things and bring it home. One time, at one point, he he took an entire set of lawn furniture and brought it and set it up in his house, and like left it there for a while and then sold it. I guess that would be so annoying if you had that friend that had a motorcycle in his living room, and then you're like over there with all your friends, and halfway through halftime, you're like, "Hey, Billy, I got to say something." Uh, we would like to watch the game at some point instead of this fucking road king in a way. <laughs> Move that motorcycle. <laughs> I mean, when's this thing getting moved? Or wait, what if they have to go run an errand real quick? I can't. Yeah. I gotta go. Start. Well, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I'll go well, get I the beer. Hell, back it out slow. But uh, yeah, I was What's surprised they could get in the front door. Anyhow, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go you ahead, see Josh. that a lot in apartments, though. Okay, honestly. you do. I, I yeah. guess I'm sorry. Okay. And you know, ahead. back in the day, maybe there weren't as many homes. I know there weren't no forest with garages. Yeah. Which I always thought it'd be funny if you uh, took in a kid from a third world country and he moved over here, and you're trying to explain your house to him, and he's like, "What's this thing?" And you open your garage door, and he's like, "Oh, that's a." That's the house for our car, you know? <laughs> and he's, like, lived, like, under a bridge or something, and you, like, have a building structure just for your car. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, it's like a doghouse. Yeah, exactly. All right, go ahead. Just not as funny. So, Deborah Thornton and Jerry Lynn Dean were at their house with this motorcycle in the living room. And like I said, Tucker had a grudge against him. So, 3 o'clock a.m., Tucker and her new boyfriend, Daniel... Garrett, or then lover, if you will, had been drinking, doing drugs all night, and decided to go over and steal this guy's motorcycle and or parts from it, thinking they would be either not there or passed out. Yeah. Oh, quick question. Mm -hmm. Was Carla Faye always deaf? Um, we're gonna get into that. Go ahead. Yeah, that's where my extensive research went down. <laughs> Wait, are you making this up? No, she's deaf. Remember? Wait, at the at, at the when she was being executed, we were out there for the execution. ruining the story. Well, I think that's kind of where this goes. I mean, there's no spoiler here. Uh, she was. They had that big, huge projector screen of her, and she was singing hymns in sign language. Oh no, no, she taught herself. Language. She wasn't deaf. Are you sure? I'm positive. Then why There's does she interviews sign- with her? She speaks clear. Why does she use sign language? I always thought she was. She deaf. taught herself. That's what I'm getting into. Let's go. Let's go. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> In ruining stories. <laughs> you ruin. I was thinking she wasn't trying to hear. Josh it. is over here rearranging his entire Word document. I know. I just deleted Wikipedia. <laughs> so again, right, so after good, yeah. uh, after a night of drinking and drugs, Daniel Garrett and Harla Faye Tucker. Uh, left some of their friends and headed over to Jerry Dean's apartment around 3 a.m. on Monday, June 13, 1983. Again, they were intending to steal a motorcycle, and uh, it led to something much, much worse. Their friend uh, James LeBrant uh, was with them as well, and he stayed outside the apartment complex 
while Daniel and uh, Carla Fay uh, went inside. And he reportedly saw that they had gotten a set of keys that Tucker uh, had actually claimed uh, Dean had lost and she had found them. So these, the keys they used to get in the apartment, Carla Fay said she had found them. And okay. this guy Dean had lost them. That was the story. So during the burglary, they entered the house, uh, went to uh, Dean's bedroom, where Carla Faye Tucker sat on him to keep him pinned down, which is I thought was always strange. Yeah, she's like super small, isn't she? Right, very tiny. And this guy, Dean, grabbed her uh, and above the elbows and tried to throw her off, as you would. And that's when Garrett uh, intervened and struck Dean numerous times in the back of the head with a ball-peened hammer he had found on the floor. Ow. So, first of all, motorcycles in the living room, hammers on the floor, batting up. <laughs> so after hitting Dean, Garrett left the He's room. He's a mechanic. Yeah, a he, motorcycle mechanic. Right. He left the room and uh, started carrying motorcycle parts out of the apartment to his car, and Tucker remained in the bedroom. The blows that Garrett had dealt Dean caused him to uh, start making a gurgling sound, according to Carla in a testimony at a later date. Uh, Tucker wanted to, quote-unquote, stop him from making the noise, so she picked up a three-foot pickaxe laying against the wall next to, I guess, all the other weapons this guy had in his bedroom, but yeah, no, no and be- began hitting Dean. Uh, and then that's when Garrett re-entered the room and apparently dealt the final blow to the chest that it killed him. So it was a pickaxe. That's what I, she was kind of known. For. I thought it was no, but I thought it was an ice pick. Mm-mm. Pickaxe. I would have thought. Who would have thought? Yeah. So Garrett then left the bedroom and continued loading motorcycle parts after they had just killed this guy with a hammer and a pickaxe, essentially, into his uh, Ford Ranchero. Uh, Tucker once again left the room, and she then it was then that she noticed a woman that was hiding under bed covers against the wall. Oh, shit. Yeah, so at this I didn't point, know this part. they had only thought that it was just uh, the one guy, Dean, there at the house. Uh, the woman's name was Deborah Ruth Thornton, uh, Thornton, and she, that night, had been in an argument with her husband and had went to a party and ran into Dean and ended up staying the night in his bed. Wow. So she had been in a fight with her husband and was essentially Uh-oh. committing adultery. Uh-oh. Wrong place, wrong time. I mean, terrible. Uh, and, and upon discovering Thornton, uh, Tucker grazed her with a pickaxe immediately to try and kill her. Right. Uh, Tucker proceeded to kill or to hit Thornton repeatedly with the pickaxe. Uh, at one point, it embedded the axe was embedded in her heart, apparently. And Tucker would later tell people and testify, by the way, testify that she experienced intense and multiple orgasms each blow that the pickaxe hit. What the fuck? Morning. Yeah, so if you're ever, uh, listener, if you're ever out there dating a girl and this is something that excites her, it's, you probably need to move on. Probably need to move if on. this is That's what right. she needs for excitement. Yeah. Psychosexual pre- uh, pleasure? Yeah, absolutely. It's right. terrible. Right. So the next morning, uh, one of Dean's coworkers, uh, who had been waiting for a ride, uh, entered the apartment and discovered the victim's bodies. And it wasn't until five weeks later after the killings that police investigations led uh, to the arrest of both Tucker and Garrett. 
And, and a little bit about Tucker. She was born and raised in Houston. The, she was the youngest of three sisters. Uh, she started smoking cigarettes, supposedly, around eight years old. Her parents divorced when she was 10. So not a very good upbringing. By the age 12, she had started taking drugs and having sex. Yeah. Sounds like my life, but go ahead. Uh, I have a little background here also. Um, In your wallet, you got a wallet, Wiki. Yeah, well, no, she's, uh, her mother was a groupie, and by the time she was yeah. 12, she was following her mother around, prostituting herself on tours. She began using drugs on long, not long after, and it wasn't long before she was regularly using heroin, coke, and speed. Does, yeah, it, say so, what, does it say what groups yes, she was it groupies was for? Actually, the Almond Brothers. Oh, really? The, the Eagles. That makes sense. The, and, holy and shit. And the Marshall Tucker Band, and they were... Kind of got into prostitution as well. Wow. All this. Yeah, so they were going around doing drugs and pouring themselves out, basically. You know what they say? Take it easy. Yep. Exactly. Oh, God. That was going to be deleted. Uh, at the age 16, Carla Faye Tucker was married briefly to a mechanic named Stephen Griffin. Uh, when she was in her early 20s, she began hanging out with bikers and met a woman named uh, Sean Dean and her husband, Jerry Lynn Dean, which was the guy that right. she inevitably killed um the couple introduced her to in 1981 to a man named daniel ryan garrett which would later become her partner in crime uh, then she was 21 years old by the way and garrett uh was 35 years old so big age difference so anyway uh, after this crime let's fast forward to the trial the september 1983 trial uh, happened and tucker and garrett were both indicted for murder and tried separately for their crimes Tucker was charged with murders of both Dean and Thornton, but after she testified against Garrett at his trial, the charge for murder of Thornton was dropped. So soon after being imprisoned, uh, Tucker started taking Bible classes, which is where she started getting all this notoriety from the uh, prison ministry programs uh, that she was reading in her cell. She later recalled, I didn't know, quote-unquote, what I was reading. Before I knew it, I was in the middle of my cell floor on my knees. I was just asking God to forgive me. Well, to be fair, and, and I, you know, this this woman did a horrible, heinous act, but the cards were all lined up for this, and from the very beginning, I mean, she had no chance. I mean, right? I mean, there was she was led down a path of crime. I, I'm not saying I feel completely guilty for her, but I mean, I feel, I feel bad for her, but. I don't, know. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, like killing yeah, you her. You see this story time and time again. I know, but I mean, she. They, I understand that she said she was swinging a pickaxe and felt orgasmic. Great, okay, that's gross and terrible. But that's what a twenty-one-year-old says. Oh, yeah, she's. I mean, she was trying to be sensational. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she was trying to draw attention. I don't think she. That's what ever she thought she was going to go to jail forever or potentially be executed. Well, to be fair, Brower, I think she doesn't know what forever is at that point when you're 21 years old. Like, well, you if know. you can't conceptualize that kind of exactly, thing, you yeah. be able to stand trial, but it's a different story. Um, I, I mean, I, there has got to be opportunity for redemption or for rehabilitation or something. This is ridiculous. I, I mean, think it's just hard to prove, but, but who is can't telling. you just, can't you look at this woman's life and say, wow, um, it's horrible that you did this. It's crazy. You didn't do this before. I know, but if you looked at everyone on death row, you'd probably see that same pattern for the well, most part. Well, therein lies why we should not be killing can people. I, can I, so. Well, I mean, I agree. So I'm going to flip it around on you real quick. I mean, there are plenty of people who grew up with her background and never killed anybody. I would say the majority. Oh, no, no, I agree. It's just like saying mentally uh, mentally disturbed people are the ones that are killing people. Well, there's plenty of mentally disturbed people who don't. 
I get that. But um, there should be taken into consideration so many, th- so many things. I don't think we should kill this person who was never given a chance. Why should we have executed this person, eradicated this person's existence? Because and she she was never given an opportunity to have a good life. Well, you would have to get rid of it for everyone at that point, because then you're just setting a precedent that if you have that kind of history, oh you yeah, make no, it out no, of it. I 100 percent think that we shouldn't be uh, death row. I mean, death, we should not be death penalty should be abolished. Ridiculous. Why in the fucking world will we ever have a, a chance? If there's the tiniest chance of executing the wrong person, is that is it worth it? It's not worth it. It's fucking fucking Mm-mm. not worth it. No. If you kill somebody because you, you, you're protecting yourself or your family or, or your loved ones, I'm, that's totally fine. I think that's totally fine. But state-sanctioned execution, murder, state-sanctioned violence, no. No thanks. That's not the world I want to live in. So in October of 1983, uh, Tucker officially became a Christian. She later uh, actually married a, uh, by proxy, her, min- her prison minister, Reverend Dana Lane Brown, in 1995 and held her Christian wedding ceremony inside the prison. So it was because of her gender and widely publicized conversion to Christianity uh, that inspired an unusually large national and international movement that advocated the uh, life For her release, yeah. Yeah, for her life sentence to be commuted. Uh, So this is why it was getting the big publicity, mainly... Arguably, the, the main reason was because it was the first woman. Yeah, the since, gender. It was a big gender yeah, issue, right, for since sure. Civil War, that's a big deal. So, the, though the, the death penalty was hardly ever sought for female defendants, uh, Tucker, along with Garrett, uh, were both, like I said, sentenced to death in 1984. However, Garrett died of uh, liver disease in 1993. So, between 1984 and 1992, there were requests for retrials and appeals, which people do, obviously. And Tucker was never given uh, any of these because she, well, her, her claim was that she was high on drugs and, you know, yeah, that it, was the main, her it, main reason for what she did. And in retrospect, I think about going there and I, I, when we went there, we, I think uh, we went there with a group of about 30 or 40 of our friends uh, and uh, uh, we were kind of indifferent to it because I didn't know a whole lot about the case other than it was a woman and it was a pickaxe and she killed somebody. and. Um, if I, now and thinking back, I think about all the people that were there to support her getting killed. It's like you made this drive for this. What the fuck? I mean, mm-hmm. there were guys. There were like you guys know uh, Techno Viking. You guys have seen Techno Viking? Who? That no. video. There's a video. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking around about. On Facebook all the time called Techno Viking. It's no. hilarious. I'll, I'll share with you one day. He was there. The guy looks just like him, like super tall, looks like a fucking like a Nazi. Uh, I mean, guy screaming like "Burn her!" What the hell is wrong with people? That he was that, at the Carla Faye Tucker thing. There were just as many people there wanting her to die mm-hmm. as there were there wanting her not to die. There was a we where we were standing, and and our group of people it ended up being a line of us. We stood somewhere in between where the people who wanted her to die and the people who didn't want her to die. Can we? It was fucking scary. And there, what? Oh, no, I, was, I just want to maybe build a little bit of context as to why you were there. Oh, well, we. Uh, For people who maybe. We lived in a house that was like two blocks away from the death chamber uh, mm-hmm. in Huntsville, Texas. So uh, we were there in 1998 when Carly Faye Tucker was uh, executed. And, uh, I mean, it was a big deal in town. I mean, there was news vans Huge. everywhere. It was, like, probably a couple 
10,000 extra people there. And, uh, right. we, uh, maybe even more, the whole entire block was, uh, was f- fucking packed. It was like Mardi Gras. And, uh, but except, uh, uh let's like anti Mardi Gras. Yeah. A yeah, lot less right. beads. Instead of a celebrating. Lot yeah. A lot less beads. And, you know, and the typical things, there was a, uh, someone holding up a poster board that said, mom, send me money. And, you know, mm-hmm. for the cameras. And at one point I was interviewed by a British TV station and, uh, some other things. It was very interesting, but yeah, I was pretty indifferent to it. I, I, now that I think about it, I should have like been over there singing with the uh, with the choir people because they were like praying for her. They were praying up to the very last minute, and whenever they announced her death, there were people that cheered. I mean, you got to think also mm-hmm. in Texas at this time. There was there's none of this, right? I mean, what you're talking about, Brower. I mean, uh, you know, I guess uh, penalty reform. In regards to death penalty, I mean, there was a little bit of talk, but I think it's gained a lot of traction since. Um, I'm I'm very much pro death penalty, um, and I think we, you know, we all kind of you know split the split the ticket here and when we bring up the subject time and time again. Um, but I think there's been a lot of strides since, and I think if it were to happen today, you know, kind of the same situation, I think you would see even more supporters um, there. I um, think the, were, the supporters anti death penalty than the the, the pro kill her uh, group would have, I think would be a lot less nowadays because people aren't gonna yeah. they're not gonna sign up for that you know well I'm gonna get to that oh. actually here here he goes okay burning good points left and right. right so we already have gotten to the point of, did, you guys, did you guys feel that that was a wet blanket yeah that was really i was just sitting back here just nodding my head like this is terrible so that was called a wet blanket go ahead all right so february 2nd 1998 as y'all have been discussing uh, the state authorities took tucker from her prison unit in gatesville flew her on a tdcj aircraft con air (laughs) and transported her to the walls unit as Brower was saying which was right across from our house in the center of huntsville texas for her last meal uh, Tucker requested a banana, a peach, a garden salad with some ranch dressing. She selected four people to watch her die, including her sister, Carrie Wheat, her spouse, Dana Brown, her close friend, Jackie Onken, and Ronald Carlson, who at one time, uh, Carlson had actually supported the execution, but after a religious conversion, he decided that he was now opposed to all execution. Um, there were other people watching this execution as well on the opposing uh, see, side. I don't need a religious conversion to know that killing people is wrong. Yeah, I don't know his story. I didn't go too far off. I mean, there's too many opportunities for mistakes, and there's too many cases where we've killed the wrong person. Mm-hmm. How in the fuck could we continue to do this? This is ridiculous. Well, wow. we're going to talk about that on a, in full on another episode down the road. That's right. Oh, we are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, You're I, not I love to debate the uh, Interesting. death penalty. Wait, so, all right. Uh-huh. You're, you're anti-death penalty. That's correct. That's right. So her last words. Uh, her last words were, yes, sir. I guess it's not a split ticket. I'm sorry. No, it's not. You're not a math major. I'm a barbarian. Her last words were, yes, sir. I would like to say to all of you, the Thornton family and Jerry Dean's family, that I am so sorry. I hope God will forgive you peace. I hope that God will give you peace with this. She looked at her husband and said, baby, I love you. She looked at Ronald Carlson. Ron, give Peggy a hug for me. She then looked at all present weeping and smiling and said, everyone has been so good to me. I love you all very much. I'm going to be face-to-face with Jesus now. Warden Baggett, 
Thank all of you so much. You have been so good to me. I love all of you so much. I will see you all when I get there. I will wait for you. She was executed by lethal ejection on February 3rd, 1998. The deadly chemicals were being administered, and she praised Jesus, licked her lips, looked at the ceiling, and hummed. It was pronounced dead at 6.45 Central Time, eight minutes after receiving the injection. You know, people shit on prisoners for having religious conversions uh, <laughs> before execution. Um, what the fuck are you in prison for, man? That is, you break, you break mentally. You only know what you can, what's available to you. You finding religion that, that no one wants to find religion in prison, but that's a hell of a place to do it. You know, yeah, that's it, where you find religion, right? Well, yeah, I mean, because you, you have broken you all everything that you have uh, thought was one thing was one way or whatever. You you break all that, and that's what prison has done. I mean. Prison is not a place for rehabilitation or or, or to be reformed. It, it mm. just doesn't. We create more criminals. That's the problem. But um, I, I I I'm not saying I, I can't I can't judge someone's um uh, genuineness when it comes to religious uh, uh awakenings. But uh, I mean, we're we're better to find religion than in prison. And right. I, I'm not saying she was completely sincere or. Um, but <laughs> certainly we could have looked at this again. You know, this is, I, 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 this is a, this is a shame and our state should be ashamed at the, the rate in which we execute people. I mean, well, since not funny you say that since 1976, as far as women go, there's only been 16 executed. And for those that care of the 16, uh, three were black and 13 were white women wow interesting interesting yeah well, so that's a uh, it's about right if you look at the population's percentages maybe a little white and heavy if you ask me it has a little white heavy but 16 that's not a lot i mean if you, well, if it, you it, compare the race of like just general population of offenders right i mean there's something going on there right well, you, i mean don't i wouldn't look at uh, for offenders well one of the women was a uh, eileen warnos which oh, yeah. we know about her oh yeah monster josh james that was great thank you for that mm-hmm. good story as always uh, I, I, had, I, I, I had a few comments I wanted to make. I wanted to really go deep dive into this, but Brower is tired. So no, no, it's not my fault. It's uh, you can't lace a thought together. <laughs> well, it you is. Tried. It is one o'clock on a Sunday. It's hey, time for his nap. Listener, a lot of, lot of, lot of pressure, listener. Uh, this little, uh, little behind the curtains here, but uh, we've uh, we just had to cut out a like a fifteen minute soliloquy. That meant no sense. <laughs> meant no sense. Uh, yeah, Is that, that made no sense? sense. Okay, made no. We sense. spent because you're not minutes, making sense. We spent twenty minutes fact checking and nothing was true. Okay, it was just a shit show. Anyhow, so Brower's tired. We're gonna go ahead. It's and not me. He tried to, to cite statistics that he had no idea. We're gonna go ahead. And, he tried to. We're gonna go to, ahead and we're gonna go to the blood section. It was like watching a little kid, like a two-year-old, glue feathers on a fake so, turkey. He was yeah. trying to put the thought together. <laughs> Trying to draw a hand turkey on a plate, paper yeah, plate. I mean, like, like, what are you doing? You made oh, a mess. Oh, God. It was a mess. So, luckily, we edited it. This is just like college. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, Brower will be right back. Brower's by you. God, I don't ever fucking do that again. Right after this.
And we're back. Hey, everybody. We're back with Brower's Bayou section. Yeah, hey, listener, uh, heartfelt apology. James last week, terrible. I know. We all I dialed it in. It was terrible. I never said it was Dialed good. it in. Again, dialed it in means you're focused. You phoned it in means you didn't even try. Phoned it in. That's right. Dialed it in, but so, he's, he's saying he used a rotary phone. Speaking that's of, what I'm is what he's saying. That's right. Speaking of uh, making phone calls, police are actively searching for a 45-year-old man named Jason Keith Walden of Harris County. Walden is accused of stalking, threatening to kill and eat children of a Precinct 4 constable deputy. Wow. What? Yeah. I didn't hear about this. According to court documents, Walden used to live next door to Constable <clears throat> Constable Deputy. Are you crying? That's right. Walden contacted the deputy over 100 times during a three-day period using fake Facebook pro- profiles under the name Alicia, Will, and Gucci Man. Uh, hmm. The deputy Normal. identified himself as a peace officer and asked him to stop calling him. Walden stated that he intended to kill the deputy and eat his children. On 11-18-18, Walden left a voicemail for the deputy that read, When you wake up in the morning, I'm going to be waiting around the corner. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to put, pull you over, you little constable, and I'm going to drag you out of your car, and I'm going to smush your head on concrete because you're so ugly. Okay? As you leave this morning, watch out. All the way to work. Be, you better be careful, okay? Say goodbye to your family. Bye-bye. Said the 14-year-old kid. No, this is a 45-year-old man. This is in Houston? Yeah. Walden has been charged with felony offense of stalking and has an active warrant for his arrest. And, yeah, this guy's going to be in trouble. That's really fucking weird. As a Precinct 4 constable. That's very disturbing. Whoa, wait, the person that said it Is that him? Is that that the guy? Yeah, the the, the cop. The cop's a Precinct 4 constable. Wait, wait, no, that's the guy 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 they're looking for. Yeah, the guy texting was a cop that was saying all this stuff. No. That guy looks fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, he looks crazy. Holy shit. The guy's going to eat fucking some kids. It looks like he got beat up in that picture or something. I don't know. He looks like a mongoloid. Okay, here we go. All right, so this, uh, in sad news, this is probably some more sad news. Oh, man. But unfortunately, um, additionally, in addition to being sad, it's also kind of strange. And. I don't know how I keep finding these freaking stories. I don't know. Maybe the I have an algorithm that's attached to me now that I'll only get these crazy stories. But a uh, story about an orangutan. You get a really strong signal in your toilet room. That's right. Was chained to a bed, shaved daily, and forced to have sex with men for years. What the fuck? The animal named Pony. I know. Was, Why was it shaved? Was captured and treated as a prostitute by her kidnapper who pimped her out to clients. By the way, her kidnapper or the person who did it was a mama son. It was like a where was this in Borneo? Uh, the in sick- Borneo? Yeah, the sickening abuse carried on for years before she was finally freed. Rescuers discovered Pony's body had been shaved and she was covered in painful bites. She had been chained to a bed and raped repeatedly. Uh, the Borneo Orangutan Survival Foundation said unthinkably Pony her, uh, was herself treated as a prostitute. Men would pay a certain amount of money to the house owner to have sex with her. Oh, it's horrible. What? Yeah, it is thought that Pony was just six years old and she was rescued, and it is not known exactly how long she'd been at the brothel. Can we stop oh. real quick? You just really just kind of like just glossed over the fact about Borneo. You know where Borneo is at? Yeah. Where is it? Uh, the Pacific. Where? Uh, in like Southeast Asia, uh, third largest oh. island in the world and largest in Asia. Yeah. 
So you knew where it was. It's like a very just common. Yeah, everybody you know. knows where Borneo is. Yeah, Southeast Asia. I've never even heard of Borneo. Uh, you've never heard of Borneo? No. <laughs> no. What the fuck? Was... Like you're just so matter of fact about it. Like I thought it was you Mexico. know your geography. Yeah, I mean you don't know. I've never heard of Borneo in my life. Oh. Okay, well, anyway, And sorry. you have pictures with a chimpanzee, too, on your Facebook. So. Yeah, I know. That's very strange. I'm How do you saying... know where... Right. Between, between Brower's, like, knowledge of geography and his consistent stories about bestiality, I'm just getting a little worried. Have you ever seen him watch Jeopardy? Okay. It's amazing, because he, he'll stay up all night watching them, and then he'll watch the I reruns. I do not. I did that one time, and it wasn't... I, did that, I didn't do that on purpose. We'll talk about that real quick. You know uh, what I'm talking about? Oh, you don't want to talk? You're mad. No, I'm not mad. Oh, it's so funny. Come on. I used, to, I used to DVR Jeopardy. I watched an episode of Jeopardy. Next thing I, I watched it, oh, like, oh, it was a great show. And then I come home later on that day. Uh, my roommate at the time, him and this other girl, were watching us sit down, pretend like I didn't watch it, and answer every fucking question. And to be fair, to be fair, I'm about, I'm a, uh, okay. Flop me, flop me in front of a, of a Jeopardy, and I'm, I'm good for about 65 to 78%. Every once in a while, uh, I'm 85 to 90. You know, I'll I'm give not, you that. I'm not, uh, I'm not an ace by any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes I have my days. That one, of course, I got every single one of them. <laughs> and it, I have never lived that down. No, he's done it a few times. I, you fucking liar. No, it's true. You've done well, it was easier times. then because they were, his roommates were like, well, there's no VHS tape in here. Because <laughs> DVR no. just came out. Like, it was new technology. No, no, TV, no, no, doesn't no, do no, that, no, doesn't no, 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 no. I, I I did that one time, one time only. Okay. Anyhow, so oh, another thing I uh, I read about poor pony, this orangutan. Uh, they uh, first of all, what an ironic name that they gave this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They uh, they their owner, the house owner, strongly refused to give her up, which is terrible. Um, uh, pony was a cash machine and, and a source of luck. Uh, took intervention uh, by the police and military officers to persuade the homeowner to allow the orangutan to leave. Also, oh yeah, the during the ordeal, a Pony was made to perform sex acts on men, and it has taken more than a decade to rehabilitate. Her. God, that's so fucked up. Man. Yeah, and and they actually they did not. That's so it, sad. Uh, that is horrible. They actually did. Uh, they, there was so much damage done to her that uh, they didn't allow um, male uh, caregivers to come in uh, and deal with her. It was only females for a very very long time. Uh, which is, I mean, wonderful that that we have that people are willing to do that for animals. But another thing I read was that uh, not only did they shave this poor orangutan, um, they would put makeup on her, and uh, and that and this 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 is in the UK Mirror, uh, and then also in the Mail too. Um, hmm. That that uh, it would be, I think they cost, I think it was like three pounds or three dollars for sex with the the orangutan. Oh, that's horror! It's horrific. This is a very detailed article. Yeah, this is apeshit crazy. Yeah, well, you know, Doctor Zayas would say, you know, whatever. Okay, uh, another crazy story. Speaking of uh, eating people, in my uh, article a second ago, mm-hmm. uh, a woman killed her ex boyfriend, cooked him, and served his remains after getting dumped. So uh, make sure you guys, uh, you know, watch uh, who you're meeting over there on Tinder. I can honestly say that I'm happily married and glad I'm not in that uh, crazy world anymore. You're seeing more and more of that. Oh, people meeting strangers on Tinder, Facebook. Maybe I'm just getting old and thinking these stories. Yeah. But I do hear about them. 
from time to time. Well, let this be a lesson to turn down all homemade dinner invites from recently ditched friends or colleagues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, a Moroccan woman has been uh, arrested and accused of killing her longtime boyfriend, cooking his remains, and then serving the dish to other people. Uh, the woman was angry, yeah, I would say, after her boyfriend of seven years told her he would be marrying someone else. Wow. After originally denying any involvement, the woman confessed to killing the man after a human tooth was found inside her blender three months after his disappearance. Oh, my God. She admitted to using the blender to mince her ex's flesh, then cooking it with m- uh, makboos and uh, a traditional chicken dish with rice. Her, her workout buddy always said the smoothies taste terrible oh, past summer. <laughs> uh, once she prepared the meal, she served the food to workers who lived near her house. The woman said she had financially provided for her ex-boyfriend before he left her and claims killing him was during a moment of insanity. So, newsflash. If, if, that was, if killing him was insane, what the hell was eating him? Totally normal? <laughs> normal, be, normal behavior. So, uh, here's a newsflash. If you're... Listener, if you're a construction worker out there on the on the streets and somebody comes out of their house with a blender full of bloody, messy crap, you don't eat it, right? I mean, do you think she was making, like, chili or, like, smoothies with it, did they say? Probably uh, smoothies. They, they said protein shakes. It was, they were called the blood sausage protein shakes. That's right. Mm-hmm. So there was an a, a, a expectation of blood. So, sorry. Backstrap. must have been the backstrap. So, uh, well, hey, that's it for the, for the Bayou section today, everybody. So, Am I supposed to clap? Yeah. Oh, God. No, it was really not, good. You are, you are not funny. If anything, you were the opposite of funny. So when you try to be funny, it ruins it for everyone else. Okay. That's, Trust me. I know I feel good about that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm only here to build you up. I know. So You've been doing it for fucking 20 years. Our listener, our listener liked it. Yeah. Yes. Hey, speaking of 20 years, live show coming up, everybody. In 20 years. Don't forget. Well, well we had an unofficial live show. Um, we, we, we just kind of you know, brought the, ta- the talent out you know, and left Jaim's at home or whatever he was doing with his tears. But mm-hmm. uh, we do have a live show coming up. Uh, probably going to try to shoot for our one-year anniversary. Maybe sooner. We're not sure. We're hammering out those details now. Maybe later. We Probably sooner, though. In years to come, we will talk about it. Very soon. We can't decide on the date. That's Let's it. just cue the music, because we're not going to pick a date, ever. Ralph, you got anything for us? He's so pissed. No, I, I would talk, but every single time I open my mouth, I'm just going to attack. Uh, oh.